listening to The Big Album Show with Paul Dillon and Dan O'Neill. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of The Big Album Show with me, Paul Dillon. And me, Dan O'Neill. Tonight, Dan, we are talking about a very special album indeed from 20 years ago, almost Ash Free All Angels. Do you love this album, Dan? I love this album. It is the quint <laughs> it is the quintessential sound of teenage life and it goes through various musical styles. And one thing I'll say about Tim Wheeler is Tim Wheeler is a songwriter who very much wears his influences on his sleeve, but in the best way. So when you're listening to this album, you hear the likes of the uh, impact of the undertones coming through. You hear Weezer, you hear U2, you hear Billy Bragg. You even hear people like Dr. Dre sneaking in there through Tim Wheeler's musical uh, style. He brings all the influences to bear. <laughs> I, I, I think it, was, it, it cast our minds back to the time then almost 20 years ago, 23rd of April, 2001, when they dropped Free All Angels. Um, and to me, I mean, I've never quite let this album go because I've given it, I've given it an airing every so often, you know, I've dusted it down and, and given it a listen. Um, for me, it is the sound of a band. I mean, remember how young they were as well, 23 and 24. Mm. It is the sound of a band having an incredibly good time. I mean, if you could capture the bands and get the bands and stick it on a record, it's Free All Angels. Yeah, absolutely. You can hear the youth and the vibrancy yeah. coming through. Oh, yeah. And this was an incredibly, incredibly uh, kind of positive time. Yes, Dan, two, 2001. I mean, and, and, and I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the time is fascinating because the, these sort of times, they give birth to these albums, right? 2001, mm. the Celtic Tiger in Ireland hadn't yet been born, never mind roared, never mind died. Um, three years after the Good Friday Agreement, um, you know, there was, that, you, you know, this band come come out of Northern Ireland, come out of County Down. Uh, so, so the road to to Free All Angels, Dan. Let's just recap for a second. The road to Free All Angels. It begins with Trailer, which is the mini album uh, from Ash, which was, I think, if I recall correctly, three singles and four B sides. That was in nineteen ninety four when they were seventeen, right? They follow that up uh, with nineteen seventy seven, and nineteen seventy seven brings on. Owen Morris as a producer, Owen Morris, who, of course, worked with Oasis, worked with The Verve. And this is your height uh, of your Britpop era. And that produces Girl From Mars. It produces Oh Yeah. It produces a, a really solid album, which tops the UK charts. And, you know, it became a real it, it really exploded for them at that time. One of the things then that they did after that was, well, not one of the things, they did many things after that, of course, but they produced this album called Nuclear Sounds, Dan. And you remember, didn't sell quite as well, but some great tracks on that. I mean, Jesus Says, you know, lovely little track, lovely pop rock out there, sound off it. Um, but before, just on the road to Free All Angels, just as we get up to that period, things hadn't been going super well for Ash, Dan. Am I right on that? They'd be, think they were really up against it. Wasn't there a story that they were just about to run out of money? <laughs> Yeah, they, they said they were about a thousand pound away from bankruptcy. And, um, you know, Tim, he was in a pretty negative space. I think it's fair to say he moved back home with his parents to try and get inspiration for uh, songwriting. And, and, and so, that's the best thing to do, isn't it? Like if you want inspiration. It is. And, and what he did was apparently what he did was he tried to write a song a day rather than focusing on writing hits. So wrote loads and loads and loads of songs. But eventually he had 
enough songs to create the classic, which is Free All Angels. Um, they recorded it on a shoestring. They recorded it. Um, I, I think they, they recorded a lot of it pretty much themselves. They, they co-produced it. Um, and and I, I, I think, I, I don't think you hear that, actually. I don't think it sounds like a very raw album. I think it sounds like a very highly well-produced album. So, I mean, for me, they certainly came back with a vengeance. You're listening to The Big Album Show with Paul and Dan. Please remember to subscribe, hit like, and remember to follow us on our social media platforms at The Big Album Show. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic little uh, album uh, altogether. I mean, it's, it's quite funny and humorous at times. There's a, there's a real vibrancy and brightness to it, right? I mean, when you look at the tracks, they, they, they kind of shine, don't they, Dan? Yeah, well, uh, you know, if you look at the time it was recorded, as I was going to say earlier on, you, you look, look at the kind of brightness that was out there. So if you look at the top three selling albums in Ireland at the time, um, can you have any guess what they are? They're, oh, they're probably God, a bit out I'm there under for pressure us. now. <laughs> we didn't rehearse any of this before, Dan. You're breaking the rules. I know. You're I not know, allowed I know. to ask questions like that. I know, yeah. I know. No, I'll tell you what they were, right? I'll save over. you. I'll save you. <laughs> Well, well, we're going to be covering all of these albums on future our episodes. Par- our, partnership, say. our partnership is being <laughs> dissolved. No, so number one, right? Britney by Britney Spears. Yeah. Number two, Swing When You're Winning by Robbie Williams. Yeah. And number three, World of Our Own by Westlife. Mm. So look, the charts were full of these pop hits, but the time itself, this was just pre 9/11. This was pre-Wikipedia. Wikipedia was formed that, that year. You had the iPod released for the first time. YouTube wasn't in, exi- it wasn't in existence in many ways. And you mentioned the Celtic Tiger and so on earlier on. Mm. Um, you just had the peace process um, kind of was relatively new. This was an innocent time to some extent. Um, and and uh, other things were happening, like the Euro coins became available mm. in Ireland for the first time that year. Yeah. Um, so I think you can hear that vibrance, that enthusiasm coming through in the music to a great extent. <laughs> I think I, I think you're onto something, Dad. Uh, I think I think I, I think you're right. It's a it's a very positive sound, right? Can I tell you, Dan, what I was doing back in the summer of 2001 when this album dropped? Well, it dropped in April 2001. Uh, the first single of it was Shining Light, uh, which uh, Team Wheeler won an Ivor Novello Award for. Give that man an Ivor Novello Award. Well <laughs> deserved. That's the first single, right? And it brought them right back in the game as, you know, the, the sound of that song. There's a real confidence in it, right? And this is an mm-hmm. album. There's a real confidence in these songs. And there's a big mm-hmm. sound uh, running right through it. I was, uh, well, uh, what age was I? <laughs> I was about 18 uh, in 2001. And I, I remember very, very well. It, 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 would you believe, the, my, I, my first listen uh, of the album uh, was in that summer when I, 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 when I bought it. And mm. songs like Burn Baby Burn, just a massive, massive hit single for him. That was the second single on the album. But I remember mm. hearing it for the first time, and it's got it has a great video, big production, uh, big books and everything going into those videos at the time. But mm. it's got this great start. It's like something being wound up. I'm not going to do the sound. You're you're better at the sounds. Do you want to do the sound? You know <laughs> the, the sound. You know the sound of the start of the song. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do it there. You're going to be sorry. No, no, go ahead or not. No, I'm not doing that. No, go on, do it. Go on, you have to do it now, or else it's going to be awkward no, in the past. No, 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 awkward. Toad talky momo, isn't it? No, but it kind of goes, oh, look, it kind of, do it together here. if you want. Yeah, yeah, no, goes, you go it, you do it. <laughs> no, I'm certainly not doing it, but it sounds like something, it sounds like simply something being wound up, it goes, <laughs> anyway, it, it is just it, it. It 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 also sounds a bit like a, a car ignition, you know. Um. Anyway, look, it's it's a, it was a great tune, "Born Baby Burn." You, you mentioned "Shining Light" as well, there, Paul. Yeah. Would you believe, right? Infectious Records, that was the band's label. They didn't actually like the song initially. They thought it wouldn't be a hit. How wrong were they? Yeah. But you know, at the beginning, right? This the record companies. <laughs> the record companies. <laughs> no, but once you hear this, goddamn right? those guys. <laughs> once you hear this, you won't be able to forget it. Next time you listen to um, "Shine and Light," right? Yeah. Think of the Billy Bragg song, right? "Milkman of Human Kindness." Yeah. And you can definitely see the influence. The way the guitar starts off, very, very similar. Even the kind of melody is similar. But of course. Tim Wheeler adds that ash magic yeah. to it and just makes it his own. And you know, the video was quite striking at the time. He's kind of in water, mm. kind of doing oh, yeah, his that's thing. That's deep, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and weren't they, weren't they looking absolutely fantastic in fairness? They were. I mean, I mean, I mean, how good did they look? How good do they still look? I mean, I mean, Ash are oh. still going strong. Still, like, can still I, yes. Can, I, can I just say, like, like how... I, I don't mean to offend any of the lads here, and that's not what I mean. But well, I'll tell you, how did he look so well, given that they lived such a rock and roll lifestyle back in the day? Ah, but I'd say, though, Don, they were, they were going to bed early on the, on the tours. Oh, they yeah, were, I'd and say. They were, taking, they were taking a ham and cheesy, like, you know, that's why they, they've come out looking like a, a bunch of Buddhas after all this time. <laughs> the, the, the album uh, Free All Angels, Dan, a uh, couple of things about it, right, that stand out for me, right? And you are, of course, the musical guru of the partnership that we have going on here. Uh, the band are uh, Tim Wheeler, of course, uh, playing guitar, but we will talk, it was Rick McMurray. Um, but tell us about the guitarist Charlotte, uh, who joined them uh, from the band Night Nurse. Is Charlotte Hart, I can't pronounce her, her name properly, Charlotte, Charlotte Hart Early, who joined Hart, from the band Hart, Night Nurse, because she brought a lot to the album in terms of the sound, didn't she? Well, she absolutely did, because Ash, right, they were on, um, after the first album, 1977, they went on tour with mm. the band Weezer, the great American band. A lot of similarities in some way in terms of the, the style of music, that kind of happy teenage kind of yeah. um, guitar-driven music. They were a four-piece. Tim Wheeler and the guys thought to themselves, wouldn't it be great if we were a four-piece too? Of course, Nirvana as well, who heavily influenced the guys, turned into a four-piece as well um, towards the end of, of, of their career. So they wanted to be a four-piece and Charlotte Hartley came along. She added an incredible amount to the band, in my view. Um, you know, when you think of Free All Angels, for me, I think of the Burn Baby Burn video with Charlotte Hartley playing so well, the, the various... Um, the various guitar pieces. Yeah. You, you think of songs like Shark with her brilliant guitar solos in it, but you also think of her fantastic backing vocals, which really added to the Ash yeah. sound, you know? 
Yeah, Defa. I mean, and and she she of course later departed from the band, but she reunited with them, which I thought was cool. After the tenth anniversary tour, they did a tour, and she reunited with them. Um, so so that was that was all all good. Yeah, and, and, and she's she's she's. I I was watching an interview with her, and she says that her and Tim are really close friends still. And it, what's lovely you love is to that hear it. you love yeah, to hear oh, you it. love to hear it. And he lives in New York, right? Yeah, and of course, he, of course she, he lives in New York. I mean, <laughs> obviously, where else would he live? I mean, you don't even need to know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And every time, every time she plays a gig in New York, she goes he goes to along to, 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 to show support. So I really, really love to, to, to hear that. Um, Absolutely. Because, too. you know, these, these bands breaking up, it can be, it can be rocky, but uh, fair play to them. And the, the other members, of course, Mark Hamilton, bass, uh, great bass player, really vibrant on stage. Remember he used to do all the jumping up and down, you know, he'd have the combats on and he'd be, he was always a great, fantastic live uh, bassist jumping up and down, doing his thing. And Rick McMurray on drums, uh, percussion and, and, and Rick, and we vocals. gotta say, we gotta say, Rick, fair play for liking our content yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. Re- really appreciate we, it, buddy. Yeah, a fantastic, a brilliant drummer. And I mean, I, I have seen Ash um, at least three times. Um, I was at a, a festival where they played as well, but I, I, I missed them. Sorry, guys. But I, I've seen them a number of times. Each time, really, really good live band with a really dedicated uh, fa- f- uh, fan following and a great connection between Ash and the audience when you see them live. I want to flip back to uh, the album then because, mm. uh, there, you know, we, we both really, we're both pretty enthusiastic about this album, as the listeners <laughs> will know. We do normally, we give our top three tracks and then at the end we come back and we give it uh, a mark out of 10. Do you want to go first on your top three? Um, would, that, would that be a way to do this? Why not? Yeah. Well, I'll give I'll give you my first. It's 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 the first track on the album. We've already mentioned it, but it has to be it has to be mentioned. It's Walking Barefoot. What a way to start the album. For me, it is the the most undertonesy sound um on the album. You, yeah. you can see the influence there. And, and and the thing that makes it poignant for me looking back now is and, and we've already touched on this. It it the the content of the song it's about happy moments, yeah, ending like before they end and mm. and trying to capture that sense of innocence, trying to capture those happy moments, singing about a summer. And I mean, if you remember, if you're old enough to remember the summer of two thousand and one, yeah, this album was the sound of the summer for indie kids like me and you, Paul. Yeah, and and that song it it it, it just means so much to so many people. Couldn't agree more. It's also my number one and um, not scheduled in, in, in before or in advance. Absolutely love the song. Love the intro, Dan, where he does this little thing where he takes an intake of breath. You know that bit? He goes. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he sings. You sing it there, Dan. No, we've overdone this, haven't we? He says. <laughs> yeah. You're, I'm not paid you enough. Know, it, but it's, it's a really it's just a great way to start an album. He just takes a breath. <gasps> And he's, your 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 beauty took my breath away in all, all day. I mean, it's just a great little oh, start to an album. Yeah, and an it's album. just like kind of the the raw electric guitar sound before the rest of the band jumps in. Yeah, it it, it you, you just it it sets the tone from the first breath, literally. You know, absolutely. It's it, 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 it's incredible. And the pounding of the drums and you know that uplifting bass and everything about that lovely way to start an album. And I agree with you. It is my number one track. What's your number two, Dan? Number two, right? would be now it's it's again it's so hard it's, it's so difficult can i oh, oh no i don't know what to say <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go number f- the, the number five right on the album cherry bomb right i tell you why for me it is a simple song 
It is undoubtedly a pop song, mm. but in a brilliant way. And for me, I, I hear an influence of it. This is a pretty, uh, uh, maybe it's a hot take. I hear oh, yes, a song, a right? We're, we're doing a hot take. Hot take, right? Do you know what song <laughs> I think I think influenced Tim Wheeler here, right? And I think, I'm going to say this, Tim Wheeler for at least two of the songs on this album is influenced by movie soundtracks, right? Mm. Um, and this is one of the songs that I think he, he's influenced by movie soundtrack. There was a film in 1996. It was like one of these teen films and it was called That Thing You Do, right? Mm. And there was this fake band in the film called The Wonders and they sung oh, yes. a, a song. Do you remember this? They yes, sung yes. a song called That Thing You Do and oh, it was kind yes, of like this yes. Beatlesque song, right? Mm. I reckon that this song is kind of a very, it, it, it's highly influenced by that song, but with the added attitude and electric guitars and, and and drums of of ash uh i don't know whether they like me comparing it to that song of a fake band but for me it's just it has that kind of simple uh you know beatlesque uh, kind of vibe that sticks in your memory i love it yeah uh, i mean I, I hear you, Dan, but I don't agree. I mean, for me, right, the track, the, the second best track on the album is Born Baby Born. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Great video, great energy. The song is just, it, it just it's just cracking with this sort of, it, you know, the, the vibrancy of, of, the, of, of a band. I mean, when you think about it, they were so young, 23 or 24 they would have been. Um, and like, you know... They just managed to capture something in those songs. There's also a huge amount of confidence or something in the song that I oh, think shines is. true. Um, and it's a really, it'll put you in good form. You listen to it. Um, I remember when I first heard it, I was I was doing a job at, a, at the time as a, a kitchen porter, you know, washing pots mm. and washing plates and, and all that kind of thing. And uh, I used to work away at that really hard, nonstop work. <laughs> and and I'd come home then and, and listen to the song and... You know, it, it, I just remember it so clearly that summer 2001 and it just it would give you energy to listen to that song, you know, Born Baby Born. It certainly would. And I, I remember the video was filmed in a school gym mm. and uh, that, that that carried the, the energy as well. And I, when I in today's I started like one of my hobbies is playing the guitar. Right. And I started playing the guitar, I think, in that Christmas, the Christmas before this album was released. And when that song came out to see Tim Wheeler and Charlotte Hardley playing the guitar. I still remember the guitar Charlotte's playing in the video. I hope I don't just get, get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a Gibson SG red guitar. And I just thought it was the coolest yes. thing I mean, I mean, I mean, they, they, they look pretty goddamn cool. I mean, they still do look pretty cool, but they look absolutely fantastic. I mean, you, get, you just cannot take that away from them. My third song, Dan, would be Shining Light. Um, mm. I think, it, you know, it, it is a, it's, it's just really well written, well crafted, well, you know, just lo- lovely put together. And you can still, anytime you hear it now, it gives you a bit of a lift, you know. And just the, the way, you know, the, the way the chorus comes in, it's so sweet, it's so nice. Because, uh, you know, I, I think what's not to like about that song? Yeah, no, I'm going to pick a different one just to be controversial, you know, um, although I do love Shine and Light. Um, and just before we finish on Shine and Light, um, I, 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 someone contacted me via social media mm-hmm. um, when they saw we were doing this album just to tell me a lovely story that um, they got the album um, for their 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. And then years later, um, they, 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 they fell in love and uh, 
the album played a central role to their wedding because when when the bride was walking down the aisle, they played the beautiful song Shine and Light, which is just another example of how much the songs mean to people. Yeah, that's a heartwarming moment, Dan. And, and thank you to that person <laughs> for getting in touch. And thank you to everyone who gets in touch with us with all your little anecdotes and stuff. Yeah, we, we can't get to everyone because there's so many people <laughs> getting in yeah, touch. Yeah, but we love to hear it. We love to hear it. It's great to have <laughs> you tell guys you, get in touch. I'll tell you my, my number three, right, is Pacific... Palisades. I can never pronounce that properly, but look, it's it, it's it's again. It's it it kind of reminds me of walking barefoot and the kind of vibe of it. For me, you can. It's like the love child of the Beach Boys and the Ramones. You have even Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys is mentioned in the lyrics. Uh, you can almost feel the sun off it. And apparently, when they originally put the song together, they were going to actually sample the Beach Boys and mm. sample their music in the song. But they eventually realized that it was going to be problematic. A bit like the way we don't play music on the show here because it'd be problematic. They decided not to put music from the Beach Boys into yeah. the track. and But you can still hear the influence coming across in, in, in Pacific Palisades. I love it as well. Yeah, another great song. I mean, I mean, I mean, you've got to give an honourable mention to something like Sunday, um, oh, yeah. really, really nice. Um, I, I like, and again, you know, it still sounds lovely. Sounds it has oh, it, it has stood the test of time. Uh, sometimes it is as gorgeous. well, lovely song. Yeah, the, the someday was actually the second song that I was going to say sounds like it's kind of influenced by the kind of world of films or musicals. Yeah, you can almost imagine it's kind of like an escapist song. You could imagine it being central to a to a very strong musical or film. And um, you know, it's soft and sweet. It starts with acoustic guitars and strings, and then almost exactly one minute in, you have the electric guitars and the drums fill the soundscape, um, and just it it builds up. It, it's another incredible song like tim wheeler let's just say it straight out is a remarkable songwriter because it's very very difficult to write songs that are incredibly pop but maintain their kind of indie rock vibe yes i i mean absolutely dan and you know i i've seen them a number of times live um and the the, the first time i saw them live was in would you believe new year's eve in the olympia theater just on the turn of 2001, 2002. Um, and it was just a really, really good show in the Olympia. Highly charged, a lot of fun, and, and they just delivered a great set and fair play to them. A number of years later, I saw them, would you believe, it, t- uh, playing the UCD Freshers Ball. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that, that brings me back. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was 2005, and it was supposed to be held on campus, but by some trick or, or, or turn of events, uh, it wasn't held on campus. And I will never forget that the president of the student union at the time had a big loud hailer and he was telling everyone, the gig is cancelled, you have to get on buses. And we were brought down to a club somewhere in Kildare. And it wasn't quite as good as the Olympia gig, but probably not all their fault. And then years later, I saw them play a kind of, a, you know, one of those sort of fake uh, Oktoberfest festivals that they have um, mm. in, in in Dublin there and there down Grand Canal Way. Um, mm. you know, you pay like the only thing German about it is like you know the supposed German sausage, ten euro, please. Um, <laughs> but they they play the gig there and and you know brilliant little show, great vibrancy, great interaction with the crowd. So good life band, and let's go and see them then when this madness ends oh, and when they are back uh, term again. Definitely. Actually, and, they they and, were scheduled to do a bunch of gigs this year, but anyway, that's let's not even go and, there. And, 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 let's and not even Ash- go there. 
Ash, just in case you're listening, you know, we have no problem going along to the gig for free and and and, and covering the gig uh, on our podcast. Uh, just send the tickets our way. We'll do you that favor, no problem whatsoever. Um, but tell me this, Paul. We were we kind of had a quick talk about this uh, there during the week. And one of the things that came to mind, and I said, oh, geez, maybe I'm just getting old, was the fact that there seemed to be back then, in 2001, around these gigs and so on, a bit more of a drinking culture than there is now. Am I right or am I wrong? Expand on that one, Dan, for me. I'll tell you why, what, <laughs> what I mean. I'll tell you why. So Ash themselves, they seem to be kind of, there was this kind of drink associated, I would say, image on the back of uh, some of the some of the versions of the Free All Angels album, there's a picture of Tim Wheeler mm. lying in a bathtub drinking a bottle of vodka. And on their album 1977, there's a hidden track called Sick Party on some of the versions mm. where it's the sound of the lads vomiting. Uh, weird it is, but that's what, what, what it is. And I'm just wondering whether, you know, w- was that more common then or is that still going on now? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's it, it's funny you should say that. I mean, definitely when you look back on it, Ash were a very much a good time band. Uh, they were very much a sort of band that you just love to go for a night out with on or you know listen to it before you go out on the town. It, they're they're a good time band, so I can I get the association, Dan. I really really mm. do. Um, I mean, it was probably the era before social media and so on, so people didn't mind making a holy show of themselves, like you know. So that, that might have explained some of the some of the so, some of that. But um, you know, like they 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 had it. They definitely had. They captured a little bit of the spirit of the times. Um, still going strong, absolutely. Still cracking out the music. Um, they had a best of a number of years ago, of course. Um, What's that Alan Partridge said? What's what, what's your favorite Ash album? The best of Ash. But for me, <laughs> Free All Angels uh, is the best of Ash, and um, it gets gonna get from me a very positive, very big thumbs up, eight out of ten. How about you, Dan? I am gonna give it a seven and a half, right? Because I although I love it, and and again to be slightly controversial. For some reason, I don't think it deserves the iconic status of, you know, Sinead O'Connor's second album or Out of Time by R.E.M., but it is an incredible album. Just a quick random fact, right? So Jim Fitzpatrick, the artist who was responsible for the the famous two-tone Che Guevara, was involved in some of the album art for this album. You know the picture of the the girl on the uh, mm. the album cover, the kind of cartoon. Yeah. That's a Jim Fitzpatrick piece. Yeah, and, and great cover. I mean, one thing about things about Ash is they were incredibly slick and good at marketing. And um, you know, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Still are. They had a very very clear image. You know, and um, mm. not just the album covers, but also the music videos were tend to be really really slick and really really good. I mean, what, my favorite music video uh, from Free All Angels is the one for Sometimes, which was shot in Cuba, and you'll get it mm. on um, YouTube. Really really well well shot, lovely narrative, very good image, um, and it's one of the things. I mean, Ash were very very. They were they were a cool guy. They were a cool band back. Uh, and still are cool, of course. But you know they had a really nice, popular image, um, well cultivated, and it was certainly something you could buy into, wasn't it, Dan? Definitely, they were kind of bigger. Like it's hard to kind of uh, you know realize how big they were because they, yeah, as they were as huge. we mentioned earlier on, this was kind of pre social media. Indie music, rock music was much bigger than it is now, and they yeah. were absolutely enormous. Free All Angels, 
an incredible, incredible album. Really, yeah, if people haven't listened to it, go back and listen go to and it listen and to enjoy it, it because it is certainly worth your time. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with that, Dan. And I mean, you know, it deserves it deserves a listen. It deserves a little place uh, in music history. Um, and I mean, Ash definitely they've 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 written their they've written their name in the stars. I mean, of course, they've even got a music venue named after them, the Oh Yeah mm. Center in Belfast, named after the great uh, Oh Yeah song from the album 1977. And just to say, if you're not familiar with Ash, right? Because obviously our big audience is not not everyone is familiar with Ash, but check out. Uh, some of the, the, the some of those songs from 1977 uh, today, you're really going to like them. I mean, there's a great version of "Oh Yeah" that uh, Neil Hannon uh, from the Divine Comedy does with Ash. You'll get mm. it on YouTube. It was given away free with with, with a hot press. In the oh, way. I remember. I had you that. Remember one. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah. that was that little little green CD. It was, was green. A, yeah, yeah. It became a little collector's item, right? But yeah. people loved it at the time, and it's so good and it deserves an audience today give it a word you're gonna love it and the sense of fun and optimism it just shines through and um, so go and give it a listen of course neil hannon i think is great friends with the band dan yeah yeah and can i just say while, while we're talking about neil hannon i was lucky enough one day to bump into neil hannon in herbert park and donny what's, like? what's he like dan? he is i have to say he is the nicest <laughs> man I have ever met like we, we, we this was probably about 10 years ago and I was brazen enough to kind of go oh hi Neil how's it going and he, he let me take a photograph with him and he was just an absolute gentleman so fair play Neil Hannon if you're listening yeah, thanks for the photo and, and another, another legend and we might get we might get through to some of his stuff on on the big album show Um, another fantastic uh, artist of the album. tell me this Paul Next week, what are we? What's the album? We're, or next in two weeks' time, what's the album we're covering? Well, Dan, it, 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 be, be, before we let our, our audience go, and just to say thank you to everybody, we really appreciate uh, you guys listening in, and please, please, please like us and add us and at the big album show on all social media and give us a little follow and give us a little review and tell anybody you know uh, we really appreciate people's support and thank you to the many friends of the show who do get in touch with their lovely comments um, and suggestions the next album dan that we are going to do i think is the score by the fugees am i right on that you're 100 percent right paul again right you're right that that is it's good and it is the one (laughs) i tell you man like we said last week and we really want people to get on board with this right look at this like it's a, a big book club or something where yeah. we're listening to the music cool, together except we're discussing cool. it together yeah. Cool. yeah yeah man listen <laughs> to fuji's the score tell us what you think of it contact us on social media join yeah. the conversation because the more hot takes we get before yeah. we record yeah, the, the hot show takes in yeah the, the better uh, the show the, is gonna the, be the, the, the score by the fuji's a, a huge album um from 1996, so 25 years uh, old. Uh, I'm right that 1996, Dan, yeah. 25 years Spot old. On. Um, and um, we really look forward to hearing people's hot takes, as you say. Um, and, you know, let us know what you think. And, you know, we'll, we'll even read out, we might even read out people's names and so on and so forth uh, if, they, if they come along. Dan, before we let our audience go one more time, have we got anything to say to our audience? Because I've got something to say to people. One. What do you have? I to, just want to say thank to say. you to everybody for putting us up to the very positive position of 160 in the charts. We are 160 in the music uh, charts on the podcast ratings, aren't we, Dan? Yeah, we are. And, and 160. Like that, when we, that was when the highest we, of us. 
Yeah, so we, we, we never expected to be chart toppers. No, we, we but, started but, this but, but, podcast. but listen, as, as anyone who comes from the 90s knows, you, 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 once you enter the charts, you can go up, you know? So you start yeah. off and then you go up. So 160th, thanks to everyone for listening. Please continue to listen and we'll get that up maybe to 158 or 159 <laughs> next time around. Thank you all very much. Thanks, folks. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. You're listening to The Big Album Show with Paul Dillon and Dan O'Neill.